Welcome to the Bricks Podcast. My name is Raven Satterfield, and I'm the founder and creator of The Bricks, where we cover everything culture and music. And today on the show, we have the music artist and producer, Julian Reppin, Buffalo, New York, who recently dropped his EP, No Soul Lost, along with his latest music video, Soulful Riot. Thank you so much for joining us. What's going on? Thank you for having me. You know, it's an honor. I had to be on here. I appreciate it. And for those who don't know, I went to Buffalo State. So when I found out you were from Buffalo, I was like, <laughs> I had to get you on here. Buffalo was like my second home. I always tell people that. So I have a respect for Buffalo. It's a lot of talent out there. Can you just give us a backstory behind how you got into the music? I'm not going to go too deep with like my childhood. But when I was a baby, my mom is a singer, by the way. When I was a baby, my mom, she when I was in the womb, she would put like the headphones on her stomach, wow. <laughs> like just put the headphones on her stomach so I could listen to music. And I, I must have heard it at a young age. I'm like three and four. My granny had a piano in her house. I never took yeah. piano lessons or anything like that. But I started playing full songs like out the blue, like like just randomly playing the piano. By the time I was like 10 and 11, like I was playing like Beethoven, like all types of this crazy stuff. And I ended up playing in church, all of that. And I was like, yo, like, it, it was just crazy because it's like, you don't always have to do things the conventional way to be talented. Sometimes talent, talent just come naturally. And that's how it was for me. Yeah. Um, I just I taught myself how to play piano, guitar. And when it came to music production, I guess, I just, I was fascinated with the layering of sounds. So um, yeah. there was a, there was a music teacher, a black music teacher in my school. His name is um, Richard Flick Williams, he was also a producer for uh, Stevie Wonder and Rick James. Um, rest in peace to him. But nice. he saw my um, he saw my talent. And when I would be in the school, like playing for the choir, he had a music production keyboard. So he was like, yo, just take it. He, he gave it to me. So I started just messing around with it. And I taught myself music production with the keyboard. And it was that transition from like analog to digital. So yeah. I started doing stuff on the computer. And it took a while. It took like a while to really learn music production. That's the one thing I want to tell people. Because artists always hit me up asking like how to make this sound right, how to make this sound good. And yeah. the truth is you have to use your ears and you have to put in like the time to own your craft because it literally took years to learn how to engineer. Like I didn't go to school for nothing. Like literally, it's it's all God-given talent. So yeah, like music just came naturally. Even singing, like, I would be young just singing in the back of the car. My mom was like, looking like, oh, my God, I didn't know you could sing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it all just, it, it's just a God-given gift, though. And that's why even with my gift, um, I'm real protective over how I use my platform, how I use myself. Because it's, it's some people out here, they willing to do anything with their talent. And me, I, I'm not with all that. So yeah. I'm going to make sure I'm sending the right message. I'm sending faith. I'm sending inspiration because... It's enough bad and it's enough evil. It's enough all of that in the real. So I want God to use me in a, in a different type of way. And you know what? I think it's good that you're careful with what you put out there on your platform. Definitely being that, you know, what you represent. That's amazing because mm -hmm. that's the same thing I think about too because I'm also a child of God. So a lot of times when I put things out there, you know, I try to be very careful mm -hmm. <laughs> what I put out there. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, I, you know, you have your days where you really want to go there. But I keep yeah. myself from putting on a bad light. I don't ever want to push people in the wrong direction. So 
I'm careful because yeah. people do not feel you know, influence is such a incredible thing and people don't even realize what it is. A lot of these people got fame and it's like these younger kids, they looking at the the bigger social media stars, the YouTube stars, like they looking at people they follow and they like, yo, I'm being like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like people they don't even realize all the way down to the music. Um music music is powerful and people don't realize that that even when God created music it was for the intent to be used in a good way but music is perverted now so you got a lot of these artists they talking so crazy in their music it's depressing sad you know drugs just all types of crazy stuff and you yeah. you really can see the effect on this generation now that's why you see a lot of these younger artists getting killed and uh drug overdoses all types of crazy stuff you know yeah. within the last five years so music is is more powerful. It's not. It's spiritual too. You know. Yeah. It really is. Would you consider yourself a gospel singer or a gospel artist? No, I really don't. Like I just like even like if you if anybody Google me, it's, it just say R and B soul. I just consider myself mm-hmm. artist. Like period. It's not even because at the end of the day, I'm a Christian first. I don't necessarily yeah. consider myself a gospel because I do other things. So I won't ever put myself in the box. But yes. just the one thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna just remain true to my faith. So. Yeah, people gonna see the R&B, they gonna see all of that, you know. But it's just gonna be in a respectful manner, and it's gonna be something that has substance to it. So, now I wouldn't consider myself that, but I wouldn't run from it either, because, um, yeah. however God wanna use me, I'm with it. A lot of your music, um, has a soulful sound. What mm-hmm. are some of the inspirations behind your sound? Honestly, like this year, I like zoned out. Like I stopped listening to like rap music at the beginning of the year. <laughs> I was like, I'm just about to listen to all soulful music. So I went back and I was listening to like the Isley Brothers and just all that old 80s and 90s music, all that Carl Thomas, just all of that good stuff, you know. Um, yeah. and, and I was just like, man, like, you know, listen to John B, just all that. I'm like, man, like sometimes you miss that that soulful vibe. Yeah. Um, they feel like it's missing. And I also been listening to like a lot of newer artists, too. And I'm like, R&B, if you look at, like, R&B and soul, it's really coming back slowly. A lot of people say, where the good music at? No, it's out there. Like, y'all literally yeah. have to go look for it. Like, if you go on YouTube and go to some of the soul and R&B playlists, you will find, like, artists that you probably never heard of. So I just really zoned out, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to focus on the soulful music. Because um, really, one of my first starts in music, I did, like, a lot of jazz stuff. So I just got that. I got that like type of soul thing with me and yeah. yeah like every time I drop something it's gonna be different like all the time um another thing I noticed for a lot of artists what they do is they get one sound and they stick with it I feel like that'll kill you that'll kill your career when I dropped trap and worship that was more like a like an R&B type of trap sound but I was like okay for the next one I'm gonna really do something soulful so it was like yeah. just like live soulful type feeling and then the next time I might do something in this 90s, you know, I'm going to keep switching it. And at the end of the day, music is what you make. It. Music is your expression. So I don't feel like nobody should be able to put you to a certain genre or put you in a box. Like, that get old. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. And I also came across the EP that you just dropped. What was uh, the inspiration behind that project for No Soul Loss? Man, No Soul Loss, basically, so I had just wrapped up trap and worship and I was like man I want to do a live version of one of my songs so the first one I did was the live um, reprise special and I, I was just doing that live and I was like yo I might as well just do something soulful like that sparked 
like sometimes you do like a specific sound for something and it just spark a whole different creative process in you. So that one song basically made me do the whole EP. Like I was like, yo, I'm about to do something, something alive and soulful. And it's about to have like a that old vibe to it, like that, that old, just, you know, that feeling, that feeling you get when you would listen to like live music. I was like, I'm doing that. And so after that one song I made, I think I made like 80s nostalgia. I did, I did like some of this real different type of stuff. And I was like, yo, this is it. And so I'm still finding myself as an artist too. Like, that's what I want to say. Like, artists, I feel like a lot of artists, they put pressure on themselves because they don't know exactly who they are as an artist. And the yeah. truth is, nobody never fully finds themselves as an artist because you're always growing and you're always changing, you know? And that's a good that's thing. Right. So, yeah, I always forever change, always have something that's different that I'm going to bring to the table. But definitely, I played every instrument on there. I played. Uh, with the piano, I did all the drum tracks. I do all, I produce all my music, everything, master, engineer, mix, all of that. So that's another thing that I could tell artists is really take the time and just hone your craft, you know, because sometimes you can't wait for other people to do things for you. But but if you really want to have like that good quality, if you want to be an artist that people like, man, I, I like this stuff. You gotta spend yeah. that time. You gotta spend hours and. Sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes you don't want to quit because my stuff always didn't sound good, but I just spent that time and yeah, eventually everything to come together. So yeah, I'm always I'm always inspired by I'm not gonna say just life, but just I might get in a certain zone and be inspired. So I was definitely inspired by the RB and soulful genre of music. And what was it like growing up in Buffalo? How has that experience inspired your music? Man. Growing up in Buffalo, not no joke. It really made me um, who I am. I feel like if I wasn't from Buffalo, I'd probably be soft. It made me tough, you know. Like I know yeah. people might see the lights getting long hair. Don't get it twisted. Don't don't push me, because <laughs> I still got yeah. Buffalo in me. Um, so definitely, uh, it's the type of city where you either have your own will and your own foundation, or you get caught up. And there's really no in between. It's like you either gonna do something with yourself or you not because it's a lot of people they they either in the streets even the women like it's getting bad in the city so um I was just shaped by different things I saw um you know just seeing people I seen somebody get killed first get killed at the age of 14 then from there on I seen five other people get killed so when you see when you see things like that you make up in your mind like yo I want better for myself I want. I just want better, and and I'm not gonna say I never did get caught up in anything, because at one point going through high school years, I did start to get caught up in stuff. But God had to get a grip on me, like, yo, this not, it's not true. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta hit, hit your your lowest, and you gotta come back up. So, I had went through a lot of those points, and I just knew what was going on in the city, as far as the negativity. I didn't want that for myself. There's been times where I literally been out just going to block parties or just different stuff like that and, and got caught up in shootouts all types of crazy stuff so I survived a lot of different stuff just from being from the city so I would say like to anybody that's in the city where it's a lot of just drama negativity and stuff like that you got to overcome it's okay to separate yourself you don't have to go to every event you don't have to be around everybody you don't have to be around people that's doing negative if you really want more for yourself sometimes you really got to separate yourself and that's going to take some willpower and determination sometimes you might feel lonely sometimes people might not understand but it's not for them to understand you know you only get one life 
And I'm seeing people lose their life a lot. So if you if you love your life, you love your talent, you love your purpose, you love your family, I would say sometimes you got to do that. Separate yourself and, and go for your goals. Be consistent because that's the outcome of your success. What was your journey to finding your purpose? Man, um, that's deep because literally I always knew I ain't going to front. I'm, I'm going to be straight up. If I knew that a, a young age guy had his hand on my life, like literally, like, um, I was raised up in the church, of course. Um, of course, you know, you go off and you do your own thing. But yeah. through that, you know, even getting into different things in my life that I just knew wasn't right. It's like no matter how far you go, no matter how far you get away, God is always like, mm-mm, nah, come back. Like, you belong to me. Yeah. So I always knew, like, no matter what, I don't care what situation it was, I don't care what it was, I always knew God had a sin on my life. So my purpose, I always knew that, because I had this certain talent that would be used in a certain manner. It just was a matter of time, though. I was like, I just got to get there, though, because that's what evil, that's what the devil want to stop you from doing is getting to your purpose. So a lot of times yeah. when people had this talent on their life, though, it's something trying to stop you from getting to that threshold. So protecting yourself is important, but that's something I knew at a young age. I would hear it through prophecies, just all types of things, you know, confirmations, all types of things. So yeah, I knew at a young age. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people, they say they don't know their purpose. I knew mine at a young age. So it was just a matter of getting there. It's been a fight, though, but you get there. You get. You will get there. Absolutely. Right now, um, secular music is dominating the music scene. Mm. What has been some of the reactions um, to your music so far? Honestly, people, they just they really can't believe like when they look at me, they don't think like I'm the type of person that would do like this type of music because they so used to people with a certain look, just being, you know, they, they used to like the negativity or they used to like a certain sound coming from certain people. So a lot of people, yeah. they surprised and they, they, they thank for that. Um, people like me and others are coming up and letting God use us in this position to be able to do something different and be, to be able to glorify God and to be able to, do something positive to be able to shed light so the the reaction is good like i'm i'm getting literally like i was looking at the spotify numbers the other day and i had just no solo has been on for maybe about three and a half weeks and i think it's at like 100k on um spotify and it's literally strange from like all the different countries so um including wow. buffalo which i'm happy about <laughs> yeah buffalo is one of the top cities so i was kind of surprised because i'm like okay my own city, when your when your own city starts supporting you too, that's how you know that you at that point that you're supposed to be at. The reaction been like really positive. Um, I know a lot of artists, they like, man, I don't know if I could go down that path because they like certain people, they want that fame. They like they want yeah. that instant, like that fame, they want that viral fame and stuff like that. And I'm not necessarily against that either. Like I said, it's just how you get it or what you what you're doing. But the overall yeah. reaction, it it's really been like it's been mind blowing. Like I can't sometimes I can't believe it. I'm like, man, this is really happening. <laughs> That's amazing. A lot of people they end up being like, you know what? I gotta do what I gotta do. Or they feel like yeah. they have to do what everybody else is doing to make it. Yeah. These artists, they selling their soul. Like, it's a real thing. People think that, oh, you you know, you get in some, you get in some pentagram with fire and you sell your soul. I mean, some people might do that. But honestly, it's as simple as signing on that dotted line. They literally got contracts that tell yeah. artists, you cannot talk about God or you can't talk about anything positive. There's people yeah. I've talked to that said they sign contracts like that. So it's not always something that looks spooky. 
you could literally you could literally sell out by signing a contract that limits yourself from being able to even do anything positive. So that's in clause, mm-hmm. though. Just to let people know that's in some people's clause in their contract. So yeah. definitely it's 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 a real thing. And at the end of the day, you gotta make that decision when you get to that crossroad. Hopefully, hopefully you going on the right path. But it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Sec- secular and mainstream, it look good. That's the thing, it look good to from the outside. And people they always got like this glamorous image of what they think everything look like. But I guarantee if you probably talk to most of the artists that, that got there, they even telling you like, man, this not this not what I thought or you know, this not what yeah. I made it out to be. And I know you spoke on a few things. I noticed in your song Instagram validation, you uh-huh. talked about the issue of social media uh-huh. and how it affects us. What was your inspiration behind that song? It's yeah. a whole bunch of broken people just pushing brokenness on other people. At the end of the day, your validation comes from God first, and it comes from the people that love you, that love you the most. That's that's the most important validation you can get, though. It's not this other validation. They'll lift you up because you're doing negative stuff. But as soon as they're done with you, they'll let you drop, though. So that validation is not even real validation. It's, mm. it's, it's a false reality. So you got to know the difference between real love and people just hyping you up, though. Hyping you up, so they basically trolling you on a fake way. They they trolling you with love. It's fake love. They they trolling you. So you gotta know the difference between that false reality of that fake validation and real validation. And when real validation comes, you gonna know because it's, there's no doubt though. A lot of people they get addicted to this validation coming in from people and fans and stuff like that. And like I said, take for example athletes. Athletes if they have a a great game or they get praised, but as soon as they do something wrong, it's like people hate them. So it's like, yeah. if they don't know who they really are, then if their validation comes from that, they're going to start feeling all types of negative emotions and stuff like that. So you got to have your own spirit in check and know who you are before you trying to influence or before you trying to do different things. Else you're not going to be able to stand. You're going to fall under pressure. A lot of people that get put on, they're not ready for it. They're not. You know, because, yeah, because with a lot of that, as soon as you get that clout, you know, you got to deal with the hate. And a lot of people yeah. not used to that, you know. <laughs> it's one thing, people yeah. in your neighborhood, but when you got the whole world have the magnifying glass yeah. on you, that's a different kind of pressure. A lot yeah. of people not prepared for that. A lot of people, they have like this false image. Like they, they worship people for this image, but y'all have no idea what they either going through, what they doing. Y'all don't know these people. So it's like, I wouldn't tell people to idolize artists in any type of way. Have you ever been in a space where you try to conform to the world? And what advice do you have for people who may be struggling with that? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Well, me personally, I would go through things in my head like, well, man, am I being too faithy or <laughs> am I being too, you know what I'm saying? Like you start to question yourself like, man, maybe this too much maybe I need to water it down but the more I realized like I knew who I was and I started to begin to really find myself and God and find my purpose I started to realize like man like no this is exactly who I'm supposed to be and it don't matter if people like it or not though I'm here and I'm doing this for a reason so for for the people that feel like they got to perform I would really start by saying before you even feel like you want to do music I really advise people to really find out who they are like in their purpose like see god you know look within yourself though to see where your brokenness is at because another thing too is you could be famous but that don't mean that your problems gonna go away you could be a multi-millionaire but that don't mean your problems gonna go away you have to deal with yourself on a level where 
you do everything one-on-one before you start even getting to the point where you're dealing with all these people because really money and fame, that's just going to amplify your brokenness. So as far as people want to conform, you got to know yourself. You have to from the from the beginning because if you don't, you'll end up getting in the industry. It's parties, it's different stuff you get invited to. It's all different types of stuff, like depending on where you're at in the industry, what, what industry you went to. And you don't want to be in a place where you get to where you want to be and then you just lose yourself. So you have to know yourself. You have to. That's important. Absolutely. On your Instagram post, you mm-hmm. stated what we are facing right now is a spiritual storm. Mm-hmm. What have you learned and taken from everything that we experienced this year? Man, one thing I have taken away is that, like I said, it is a spiritual storm. Like, there's literally good going on and bad going on. And these are the things that people can't see, though. And so I would just tell people, like, yo, really, really stay prayed up. Because there's not – this is a good season that blessings could come out of, too. It don't have to be all negative, even when it looked negative. I think this has been one of the best. When I look at some of the stuff that happened to me this year, this has been one of the best years of my life. Even I'm not even going to lie. It has been for me, too. Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. Better get it. From the beginning of this year to the, like, towards now, I feel like I've learned so much about myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've become more conscious of certain things. Because I'm honestly, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I feel like I wouldn't be where I am today. Because I was, before the pandemic, I was too comfortable. Uh-huh. I was too comfortable. I feel like a lot of people were comfortable. And I felt like things had to happen to push people in places where they weren't comfortable. Looking back, uh-huh. I feel like who I was in January is not who I am. So I feel like I'm a completely different person. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. That's really good to hear. For you personally, what is the biggest lesson you learned from 2020? Man, I would say the biggest lesson I learned is that, yo, one thing, if anybody hasn't noticed, life is short. This life on earth is short. Yeah, we're not living this life ever. People get so caught up into things that don't matter. Yo, as you can see, life coming, life ago, all the way from Kobe at the beginning of the year to all of the people that lost their lives. These were people that were just here and now they're gone. So your life could be gone in the blink of an eye. So your life and everything that you do here on earth, it matters. I don't be trying to be too preachy, but sometimes it just come out, hey, whatever God put in you, that's the things that got to come out because some of the things that matter is the most. So while people getting so caught up in negativity, there's so much more that God want to do in your life. though. So you you can't get caught up and allow yourself to prematurely get took out this earth, though, because at the end of the day, there's a reason why you're here. There's a purpose why you're here. And I would tell people, if you haven't noticed, so many businesses and so many people they're 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 coming up and they're they're starting their own thing. Life is short, so I would tell people to go for it. Don't be stagnant. Yeah. Don't sit around and beat yourself up about where you're at. The the biggest thing you could do is start. That's the biggest thing you could do because you always won't be where you want to be. If I go back so just some years ago, I yo listen, I didn't even like some of the stuff I was doing. It's, it didn't necessarily sound good, but at the end of the day, I started. And once I started, stuff took off. So it's about starting. And then everything gradually begin to elevate. So don't allow yourself yeah. to procrastinate. Don't allow yourself to be controlled by fear. Fear ain't even real. You just paralyzing yourself with a false perception. 
the reality is people going to have opinions regardless. You could do the best thing in the room. So somebody can have something negative to say. So I tell people, don't worry about people's opinions. The biggest thing you could do is go for it. Don't don't allow yourself to be gripped in fear. Don't allow yourself to just sit there and let time pass by. Go for the plans and go for the things that you want to do because your blessings really could be around the corner. Some Sometimes when you start things that you won't even think would be successful is when the most success comes. So 2020, that's really why I learned life is short and go for it. And don't be too hard on yourself. There's nobody perfect. There's nobody in this world that got it all together. Even people that y'all idolize, these people don't got it all together. They're human, just like everybody else. And yeah. and another thing, you don't have to be stuck. You don't have to be in a bad position for the rest of your life. A lot of people feel like because they was born in a certain situation and or that's all they know that they have to stay there, you could have better for your life. You really can. And it's about just taking that initiative. So 2020 is going to be the biggest one. Of the, when we look back on this year, some people might not even want to talk about it because that's how crazy it's been. But at the same time, it's been so much uh, blessings that come out this year. So I feel like this is going to be one of the years where we get older and the kids be like, tell me about 2020. And some people just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't even going to want to talk about it. Yo, I, I feel like 2021 going to be a blessed year, though. I know for a fact, though, it's been some people saying. I'm excited. Yeah, it's been, it's been some people saying, like, negative stuff. Like, I, I forgot who. Yeah. I don't even know who it was. They said something real negative. It was something that I seen on the Internet yesterday. The, yeah. the shade room I posted, they said like F2020 and 2021 or something. And I was just like, no, I, I, oh, that's, no. that's for you. Don't, don't speak. Don't, I don't, I don't receive that because I know my 2021 about to be lit. I'm so excited. Uh, I really am. For real. Yeah. I could tell, I could hear it in your voice. Like, you know, you I got, am because I feel like I got, I got so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm ready to just do it. And oof, I'm excited. <laughs> Because yeah. I feel like 2020 was like that hustle and bustle year. But I feel well, like 2021, the fruit of all your hard work, I feel like yeah. it's going to pay off. Even spiritually, like if you get a lot of people, that's people of faith, a lot of people been saying like, yo, if you get planted in this time right now, if you just start, then, yo, 2021 going to be a harvest year. So people don't realize because everybody's sitting there. But when everything get back in motion, Imagine being planted and what you want to do and then everything is take off. So, yeah, mm-hmm. 2020 is uh, is the year where you get started, you dig in, you plant that seed, and you're like, hey, this is what I want to do. Because the thing is, people always be like, well, why am I not here? Or why, why am I not where I want to be? It's because they didn't take the initiative to start enough. Everybody got to start somewhere. Everybody. So if you just go for it, you might not even be exactly where you want to be, but I guarantee you something's going to come out of it. I feel like everything came to the surface, like even mentally, emotionally, Mm -hmm. anything that was holding me back as far as like things I held on from the past. Mm -hmm. I felt like everything was addressed 2020. Like even my family dynamic is different, (laughs) you know, it is because I was like for many years, I felt like a lot of times we don't realize a lot about childhood trauma affects who we are today. Mm-hmm. And we try to like, you know, go through life and deal with it. But sometimes you just got to free yourself. You just got to let it out and be like, listen, this happened. You got to, you know, face that. Mm-hmm. And so you can move on, you know. That's the truth. I actually have some family that's been um, dealing with some of that stuff currently. And the truth is sometimes, you know, you could be fine. But then when certain negative things start to happen, some sometimes things come up. So 
you know, once that get addressed, it's like you're removing like the burdens and weight off you. Because some people literally carry, yes. carrying stuff from the past. They don't even know that a lot of the actions and things that they do are because these yes. things are buried on the inside. So being being free and getting delivered from things that you hold on the inside, like that's one of the biggest things and biggest blessings somebody can have for themselves is being whole. Because yes. don't get it twisted. All these people out here, it's a lot of broken people. And ain't nothing cute about being broken. The biggest, yep, thing nope. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing we could do is be whole. So that way, you know, because when we broken, it affect our other relationships. No matter if you in the relationship, girlfriend, boyfriend, family, friends, it affects us. It affects everybody. So and that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly what happened for me because after like my last relationship, that's when I just stopped. I was like, I'm done. I said. <laughs> I told myself, I said, for you to keep making the same mistake over and over, mm-hmm. I said, you need to sit down and figure out what's go- what's really going on. <laughs> Definitely. Some people don't want to take know? that time, you know. Taking time to yourself yep. is so important. I've been single for, it's about to be going on four years. I've literally been single for, That's um, good. Yeah. my last relationship was like three and a half years. But after that relationship, I told myself, I was like, you know what? Because I knew that yeah. we just wasn't for each other, you know. Um, God bless her. I, I'm not gonna speak bad on her at all. Great person, just yeah. not for me. But at the end of the day, I, I told myself I'm gonna take these years coming up, and I'm gonna really get planning on what I want to do because yeah. that that was a big distraction for me. Sometimes you could be with somebody, and y'all could be distracting each other. So we had to let each other go. Sometimes you're not meant to be with certain people, and that's okay. Once you yeah. once you let go of things that's not for you. You get you get closer to the things that are for you. So yeah, I've been single, and and the thing is, I tell people it's not wrong with being single. I see, I, I like it. I'm liking it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking it a little too much, you know. I'm 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 yeah. I'm, I'm 27. Yeah. I, I do want to get married one day. I want to have a family, all that, and I know it's gonna come in the right time. But yeah, sometimes yeah. you gotta take that time out to yourself and you know grind for go for your goals. Use your singleness as a key to to be where you want to be, you know what I'm saying? So it's not wrong with just being friends with people. You don't always, you don't got to get in a relationship with everybody you meet because you think they look good. <laughs> it, it's deeper yeah, than that. That. <laughs> that is so true. That sex get old. Yeah. If you're doing that, it get old. Everybody know that. It, relationships yeah. are deeper than what people make it about. How, being, being in a relationship is about building that person up. Y'all building each other up and y'all having – a purpose together and being being able to build off of each other. That's why one couple that I do like is Remy Ma and Papoose. Remember when everybody was like, I want that Will and Jada love. I'm like, mm. Yeah, and then we talked about what was going on, see? Because it came to yeah, surface. I want it. See, they, they didn't even they didn't even know that was gonna come out. It's just that he spoke. That's how going back to idolizing people. Yeah. You know, y'all don't have no clue what what's going on behind closed doors, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, yeah relationships is deeper than looks it's deeper than image it's really yeah. about going through it and going through it together and building each other up so i told myself my next relationship my, yeah. my next relationship i'm gonna get married like and i know that's a fact though so that's why i haven't been in a relationship i'm not trying to just date just to date i mean i have a little a little bit but i'm like i ain't doing that <laughs> you know what i'm saying so <laughs> it's, it's just pointless like it's not it's not gonna go nowhere i want i want the person that i'm gonna be with yeah. And I'm also, I'm not becoming nobody baby dad either. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, no. That ain't happening. <laughs> so, no, so, no. No broken homes. Nope. Exactly. Speak on it. Speak on that right quick. Speak on broken homes because I, I feel like fe- coming from a female, a lot other females, they don't know, like, 
why is family so important? And I'm going to speak to the guys about that. Yeah. All right. So for me personally, because, ooh, I can't even tell you how many debates I've been on about this <laughs> with my friends. I've had friends tell me that, you know, they just want a guy to just give them a kid. That's it. And, I'm, and that bothers me. That bothers me so bad. Because me personally, I've, you know, I grew up with daddy issues. And uh-huh. growing up, I never, I never saw it until I got older. When I was young, I always felt like I didn't need a father. So for me personally, it was just kind of like, uh, like I got my mom, I got myself, I'll be all right. For me, it was just kind of like, you know, I'm good. But as I got older and I started getting into relationships and I noticed that it was certain patterns where I was doing the same thing, I was like, maybe I did need a father. <laughs> maybe <laughs> if I had you know, that father figure to teach me, you know, okay, this is what they expect from a man. So for me personally, I always tell people, whenever I hear people glorify, you know, just being a single parent and, you know, oh, you know, I'm a woman. I we don't need a man. Da, da, da. To me, I don't know, that hurts. Because like, as yeah. I get older, like I say, I see how it affects me. And I told people, I said, listen, I was like, okay, you don't need a man, but that child, your child needs a father. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like a lot of people are selfish. You know, they focus mm-hmm. on themselves. They're like, oh well, I don't need a man. I could do this. I could do that. I said, all right, but your child mm-hmm. is missing out because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's as a woman, it's certain things that you can't teach your son yeah. about being a man, and there's certain things you can't teach your daughter about mm-hmm. men out there in the world. Yeah. So I feel like. You know, we need that family dynamic. You know, honestly, saying for me, I didn't grow up with a father. So literally, how to yeah. just pay attention to other men and like learn what was right and learn what was what was wrong. And still to this day, I'm yeah. still learning because you can you could when you when you miss that, there's a lot that you miss because that's a piece of you that's broken. So everybody yeah. has a bit of brokenness in them, especially if it comes to not having a dad or a mom, whether they want to admit it or not, it's there though. And I recognize that within myself. So there's certain things that I'm still undoing to this day. And I'm willing to admit that I'm undoing and I'm learning. I'm trying to get better at it. And um, yeah, even when women say, oh, I don't need a man, that right there, that just comes out of hurt. It's not that that's the truth, but they're so fat up and they're so hurt and tired of going through it that that comes from a place of brokenness. It don't come from a place of truth because if they really had a guy that was there being everything that they're supposed to be, then they wouldn't be saying that. But a lot of times the women in the guy be both broken. So it, it it's a lot deeper than people think though. And so like I, going back to people, you know, healing, you know, for themselves, healing their their broken wounds and everything in the past, that is important. I'm telling you, that's important. When you allow God to do that and you heal you of all the brokenness, you will realize that your relationships in, in general are so much better. I let me speak on um my dad. So for people that don't yeah. know, I have 14 siblings, and yeah. um, I have one sister. We we have the same mom and dad, but the rest of our siblings, we all have different moms, all of them, all different moms, and a lot of us are the same age. Um, All of the moms are black, so we all have black and Puerto Rican and native, but the thing is, my dad, some of the same stuff that he, he's done, he's seen my granddad do it, and I, and I love my family, and I'm not putting it out there. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, Everybody can relate to an aspect of brokenness because a lot of things people do, and it's not that it's intentional, but when you hold a hurt in, it just come out like that. So, yeah. And you know what? Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's like you said that too because like when I was younger I used to watch my mom do certain things and like you know being a kid I'm like why did she do that like that's wrong like I don't understand and as I get older I gotta catch myself because sometimes I do the same thing mm. and I'm like oh man you know what I mean yeah. I realized like the cycle is repeated I, it's not like I'm intentionally trying to make those bad decisions mm. but it's times where I realized that man like a lot of that is like um what do you call it generational yep yep generational curse (laughs) exactly that's exactly what it is yeah i just find myself making the same mistakes that Mm. she makes sometimes and i just get frustrated because i'm just Mm. like you know i don't know i don't want to be like that but like i said it's hard because when you expose to something and that's what you used to sometimes it's not even intentionally but subconsciously you end up doing the same thing but I guess the first thing is being aware. You want to know something? Because you are aware, you already going to break it. You already, yeah. you just get that area to God, he going to break it off of you. Because the thing is, yeah. is when you're not aware that you repeat the cycle. But once you're aware, it's a wrap, though. So if you know you don't want to do that, I remember at a young age, um, I was praying at like 12 years old. And I, I, I remember this specific prayer. And I said, I didn't want to be a certain way. I didn't want to repeat those same steps that, um, my generations before me did because yo that's crazy to be having like all these kids it's all over like that's that's brokenness yeah. and so god broke that out of me though you know and 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 so people they don't you don't have to repeat them cycles you do not have to do that it's a lot of people out here just repeating things even like relationships that people get in they get in one relationship it's bad and they get in this they get in the same exact relationship just with a different person and they just keep repeating it, though. Yeah, oh, my God. That's so true. That's what I went through at one point. Because mm-hmm. I realized, I was like, okay, I'm in the same situation. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's me. Maybe I need to, like, stop, pause, and, like, evaluate what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe I need to evaluate my decisions. That's why, like, my friends, they get mad at me. Because I'm that friend. I'll tell you. <laughs> when people are like, oh, if, if it's something that's repetitive, yeah. I'll tell them straight up. I'm like, you need to look in the mirror and, and figure out what's going on with you because yeah. for you to keep going through the same thing over and over and over can't be every God. At some point, you got to hold yourself accountable for something. Exactly. I, t- I tell women that too because if you keep finding yourself um, with the same type of men, it's something that you're attracting because it's something that you're putting out mm-hmm. there. Even if you're not coming off a certain way, it's a certain vulnerability or brokenness that you got that's attracting a certain type of thing. Though. Well, not always just that because sometimes mm-hmm. it may be good things I notice, like, if for women, too, like, we sometimes will attract good things when we used to something negative. Uh-huh. We'll keep accepting what's what's not good for us. Because uh-huh. I always hear women, they be like, it ain't no good men. And then you realize the men that's, like, they're friends, the guys in the friend zone, those <laughs> exactly. guys that's the good men. Exactly. You know, that's why I do that. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I have really yeah. noticed that, like, a lot that women... Like they they'll get these guys, they're friends on them, or bros on them. They probably in their DMs, all types of stuff. But it's like because they so used to a certain thing that they kind of even when they think they found that they push it away and be like, oh well, it's probably something wrong with them, or you know, this probably just an act though. But yeah, it, a lot of it is what people attract. But when you become whole, it's like you begin to set like the standard for yourself, and that's why I say the women. I'm telling you, whatever women. The standard that the women set, men know who they can play with. Men don't play with all 
all women the same. They don't do all things to every woman. They might do certain things to certain women because they might be like, oh, well, she fast, she quick, or she act a certain way. I could get over on her. But if the women have really high standards and she, she held herself accountable, trust me, that, those guys won't even try to play with those women like That's that. Like, they just won't do it. So, yeah, a lot of it is just about learning what's on the inside of you that's broken. Like me, I know I don't want to attract a certain female, so I try to carry myself in a certain way. And it, there's certain things even that females do that I'm like, okay, if they do this, and then you know. So there, there's also signs too. I would tell people that you just gotta pay attention because people be ignoring the red flags. Like, oh, maybe it's just me. Like, nah. Yeah. If you see them red yeah. flags, hey, pay attention to it because people can't hide the true colors. Um. One thing about me, I always try to I be very transparent when I meet people up front. That's the biggest thing you could do is just be honest, be yourself. Yeah. Because in that way, that gives you room to grow instead of making them exalt you and put you on this type of pedestal and, and that you're not what they expect. You know? So if both people can be vulnerable and be open with each other, you'll be surprised at some of the relationships. What, what, what good could come out of it. That's so true. Julian, thank you so much for joining us. I know I took a lot of your time. <laughs> no, you no, you straight. I was looking forward to this. I was like, I took the time yeah. and I'm like, no, nah, we're going to do this and I don't care how long it takes. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Everyone that's listening, thank you for tuning in and subscribe for more episodes with the Bricks.